Hey everyone. Hey guys. I am here with my co-host, Emily P. And I'm here with my co-host, Caroline Colby. And we're just sitting here in a closet bringing you guys some premiere content. Yeah, premiere content. We've got a bottle of wine and... uh, Caroline's clothes. Yeah, we're in here. A stool and a microphone. Ready to talk about some Molly's game with you guys. Molly's game. But before we do that, let's cover some, is it called a laundry list of I was going to say housekeeping. I like housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Well, okay, first things first, we changed. So I don't know if you all remember from last week, we said that we were going to do our version of Rotten Tomatoes and call it Ripened Potatoes. Which I'm still cringing over, so this is good. Yeah, which I think is like, has some intrinsic value because it's rhymes. But I think, okay, my my ex-boss suggested we do... Sour grapes, because like Cinevino wine grapes. That just really makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, that I think sits so well too. with me. It, yeah, it sits well with me too. So sour grapes. Yes. So from here on out, whenever we talk about our movie rating for each movie that we do, we're going to call it our sour grapes rating. Right, and we'll do that at the end of the episode, along with what we're looking forward to, and then as you guys know, how this works is we just pick a movie that's in theaters, analyze it. And, um, yeah. And just basically talk it out with each other and y'all. I, I, like, still can't believe we're actually doing this. Yeah, so if you're listening, pour up a glass of wine, or if you're at work, pour up a glass of wine. (laughs) Pour up a glass of wine. (laughs) And come hang out with us and talk about Molly's game. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. I loved this. What were your initial thoughts? Okay, I went in with pretty low expectations for quality, Right. Like, I saw the trailer, and I was like, all right, I, I can tell this is going to be exciting yeah. from the trailer, but I was like, it's probably going to be one of those movies that has, like, a million plot holes, not well executed, just kind of an entertainment value. But honestly, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did, too. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it really had an interesting storyline, and it was definitely cool and badass. Right. I worried a little bit because I don't know anything about poker. Oh, my God, same. So I thought this was going to be one of those movies where they were just going to rattle off a lot of facts about poker and I was going to have to keep up, which I did have to keep up, but all the facts they were stating and things like that were so interesting to me. Like, in the beginning when she was... um, Okay, first off, you guys have seen the movie. She's an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And if you're an Olympic athlete, if you have that on your resume, like... You can do anything. Oh, most definitely. Like, had you ever heard of this girl? Because I don't know how I hadn't. Oh, no. Like, Olympic skier, amazing athlete, drops out, like, has because a horrible... Of her horrible back injury, and she looks over at her dad and is like... The doctor's like, yeah, she should probably never ski again, and her dad's like, yeah, so she'll be back out in two months. Oh, yeah, when she's months. a kid, and, like, literally the next day, she's out there training, and then, at the freaking Olympic trials, she... Like one in a million. No, on a needle. Drives over a stick. (laughs) Okay, and not it's not funny, but like, all right. Here's the thing: is like, not even just a stick tripper. It doesn't. It like knocks (laughs) us into a screw, undoes her ski. Her she goes flying in the air and just. I mean, like, she goes off a jump with one ski and, like, does a quadruple backflip and lands on her freaking skull. No, goes skull. into the crowd. Everyone's crowding around. She's like, ma'am, ma'am. Which is the worst when you fall and everyone crowds around. You're like, are you okay? There's blood all over her face. Oh, and she gets up and she's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, like, half expected her to be like, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, yeah. That I was it for me. But I saw the trailer, so I knew that wasn't going to happen. But, like, I was seriously concerned for her well-being. Yeah. 
But I'm just surprised. I mean, maybe some of y'all had heard of her, but I just, like, feel like this story's too crazy that it... I'm so shocked that this wasn't, like, national headline. Yeah, the poker princess, like... Yeah. Didn't know what it was until after this movie. But I definitely left this movie, like, I don't know shit about poker, and I... Really, I still don't. But I felt... Like, I feel like I know about the poker movie, now. Okay, it does you the it does the amazing job of like telling you all about poker, but not making you feel like a dumbass for not already knowing it. I also feel like I know a lot more about skiing now. Oh, same. Like I I saw this movie and then I went on a ski trip with my family and I was just like chong 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 <laughs> down the slopes. I was like, heck yeah, I'm feeling like it. I'm Molly. It's yeah, Molly, call, bitch. Caroline, like my love ticket, they screamed like, thanks, Caroline. I'm like, actually, it's Molly. <laughs> Did you trip over a twig? Um, no, I actually didn't fall the whole time. Probably because I was being really cautious because my knee, my recent yeah, knee injury. Yeah. But, okay, how did you feel at the beginning when she was like, okay, what, I asked a bunch of Olympic athletes, like, what their biggest fear was, or oh, something along those lines. I was trying to guess where that was going, and I was wrong. So, everyone's answer of, like, coming in fourth place, or... Yeah, it was, like, realistic things that, yeah, like, coming in fourth at the Olympics, not getting a medal, or, like... Losing the Super Bowl, cough, cough, Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Losing the national championship, cough, cough, Georgia. Our teams just have crumbled. God, Georgia sports, man. Don't get invested. Don't get invested because you're hard to go into the national championship and Alabama will score a touchdown and then they'll throw the winning ball up into the stands and it will hit your mother. I kid you not, my sweet parents who Shut took up. me to the game. Oh, I kid you not. We're sitting in the stands and like they throw the ball. Alabama scores in the end zone that we're sitting in. And it hit your mom. My sweet mother. He throws it up in the air. It bangs on the, like it bangs on like the railing, and then goes into my mom. She spills her wine. Then it bounces oh, off no, my not dad's her wine. knee. Oh yeah, it bounces off my dad's knee, and then someone else catches it. So they didn't even catch the winning ball. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, first of all, y'all must have had like pretty good seats. They they were in like a really fun level. Well, Josh Murray was in my level, and like every time I went to the bathroom, I passed him. And I'm not gonna say we made eye contact, but like we did. Josh, if you're listening and remember me, my number seven is six. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. If you want your way to Josh, I've got other connections. Actually, I just saw an interview with Andy Dorfman, and she like I love her, and I will like I feel like I can't even date Josh Murray because a He's a weirdo, but B... Because, like, Andy's your friend. Like, I have such loyalty to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyways, back to (laughs) Molly's game. I can't believe that I hate your mom. How did you... How did I not know that? I... It spilled her wine. I'm just picturing... Y'all, Caroline's sweet mother. I know. She's a literal angel sent to earth. She's so tiny. Yeah, she's, like, the smallest person, 100 pounds soaking wet. Maybe. That makes that's really upsetting. We literally got up and like we never turned around. We all just got up and left. And I'm pretty sure my brother's tears were probably shed. Did I tell you about what happened? Okay, we lose the national championship. I start sobbing. Mind you, I'd had like a lot of wine. So yeah. I'm crying so hard that I like brace myself against this thing and the like a bartender comes up to my friend and is like is your friend, like, going to throw up? And she was like, no, she's just really sad. Talking about you? Yeah, because I was, I was like, crying so hard that I like, braced myself against, like, a Wait. trash can. I don't know. Yeah. And someone thought I was, like, getting sick, and my friend was like, no, she's, like, she's literally just crying. Where did you end up watching the game? Because after I left my ID and we had to do a lap around Atlanta, I get off, and you know where y'all dropped me off out of the Uber? Oh, yeah, it was wrong, right? Oh, it was wrong. I trekked a mile in the rain out to the other side of the parking garage, and you just stayed in the Uber. Where did you end up going? I went to Polly's, and then we, like, later ended up at Park Tavern, 
And then I was going to go to um, out up to the battery to walk because like a bunch of my oh, friends that were would there. Be fun. But my friend texted me and was like, it's seriously one in one out. Like, I just waited an hour to get in. Don't come. Oh, gosh. So then I just stayed at Park Tavern, which I'd never been to. But honestly, like, it was a blast. Yeah. Fun. So, but like, there's... I always have fun when I end up not going into the game and I watch it with a bunch of people. Yeah. No, it was definitely a blast. And like, it was mostly Georgia people, which was nice. But then like, there were a couple Alabama people and we were kind of like shitting on them the whole game. And then like, they won. Ugh. And you feel stupid. And then you have to wake up and go to work the next day as if your heart wasn't shattered. Oh, my God. I was not just heartbroken. I was so hungover. And I Ubered home, first of all, $30 Uber back to my aunt's house. Mm. I The only clothes I had, I wore my freaking Georgia jersey, which was just like <laughs> this, <laughs> the most depressing Uber ride of my Soaking life. Soaking wet in your tears. Yeah. I mean, disgusting, like, clothes from last night of a losing national championship team. Yeah, At least you went to Georgia. I went to Auburn, and I'm still heartbroken over this, but... I feel like the whole country probably was. We're from Athens, so... I mean... I did, have a pass. Did anybody cheer for Alabama unless you went there? No. Crickets. We don't hear y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Don't comment mean things to us. Speaking of Alabama fans, so my friend Sarah Buckner has a house on Lake Burton, and we always ride by Nick Saban's house, yeah. and... If you throw toilet paper on his lawn in the summertime, he has a personal person that sits out on his lawn to collect toilet paper that people I've throw at it. I've actually heard about that. Like, it's that guy's full-time job. Yeah. It's That's so, when you know that you sold your soul to the devil. Gosh. He really has. I mean, like, I respect the hell out of Nick Saban. Ugh! Don't, don't say his name! <laughs> don't say his name! Bless. Blair. Um, <laughs> no, like, I hate him, but... I mean, he's had a successful career, but that man, he was on a walk and he ran into the horned man himself and was like, I'll never lose a national championship if you, here's my soul. I cannot say anything positive about Nick Saban and I just, he, I think I have carry extra weight with him because I'm, I didn't hate Alabama until I went to Auburn. And then after this national championship, it's like, I'm out. I have nothing good to say about that school. But the fact that they they didn't even play in the SEC championship. I know. And it's just their, like, of course it's their luck. And last year he goes, if a team doesn't win their conference, they don't deserve to go to the national championship. Bruh, you didn't even play in your conference. Eat your words, Nick Saban. Ugh, I'm heated right now. We need to change the subject. Yeah. All right. Back to Molly's game. Let's back to sports about... that aren't as heartbreaking. Like skiing accidents where you almost die. Speaking of sports, her hot brothers also skied. Didn't they, like, go to Harvard? Okay, I actually looked them up. I followed them on Instagram, well, at least the one of them. Did he and follow you back? Not yet. He's probably waiting to see if he wants to DM me back or not. But his name right. is Jeremy Bloom, and he's a two-time Olympic skier, pro football player. He played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Which, aren't they about to be in the Super Bowl? Fuck, I don't know. It is. is. It's, so a, it's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the... Um, the fucking Patriots? Yes. I knew it was them. I mean... The New England Patriots are the new Alabama team, but... And then the other brother... I digress. The other brother is Jordan Bloom, and, yeah, he went to Harvard and is a medical surgeon, so... Is he married? The oldest one, Jordan, is married, but from what I can tell, Jeremy Bloom is single. He used to date uh, Jessica Lowndes from 90210. I don't know if you know her. She was Adriana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, that's Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy... If you're listening to this... DM me back. We're both single. Gosh. So. 
He would be such a catch. He would be. That's like the premier family. Like, oh, like I didn't go to the Olympics, but I went to Harvard instead, and now I'm a what? Like it's hard. (laughs) What? Like it's hard. (laughs) I go here now too. Oh my gosh, Morty, you go here. Remember those four hours we spend in the hot tub together? Well, this oh is God. so much better than that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. God, can't wait until we do that movie. I oh, know. Let's do, thing. let's do Legally Blonde soon. We're going to do some... Okay, so I know we've mostly just... Well, mostly, yeah, this is our second episode, but we've done... <laughs> we always do this. <laughs> like, movies are in theaters, but don't you worry, because we're going to go back and do some of our, 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 bleh, our <laughs> all-time faves. That could be one of them, Legally Blonde. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also going to throw Mean Girls out there. Yeah, probably like The Hangover, Pineapple Express. We always have a very fine, finesse, educated <laughs> Right, this is like Sundance. Yeah. What's your favorite, like, critically, how do you even say that? Critically acclaimed, like, yes. like artsy-nominated yeah. movie. Right. Well, okay, honestly, I'm not just saying this to be a bandwagon fan, but I love to get out. Which is like up for every Oscar right oh, now. Oh yeah, and okay, and for this year too, I saw Lady Bird, which hopefully we'll cover some some one because it's so good. I need to see it. You you'll love it. Like yeah. well, hopefully, but it's really good. I really loved it. But I really loved. Um, okay, this Netflix movie that I watched recently. It's really hard to watch, but Mudbound. Haven't even heard of it. It's about I hadn't either until I literally was like on my Netflix, and it just like scrolled by or whatever, and it's basically about. Um, it's set in like during World War Two in rural Mississippi, and it's basically about, like, it follows a white family and a black family, and it's kind of about, like, like extreme racism oh, and wow. just, like, cultural differences between these two families, and it's, like, some of it is in, it's intense. Yeah. Like, don't watch on a weak stomach. Wow. But, um, so for this year, those are kind of my top picks. Yeah. Mine would have to be Les Mis totally changed my I life. I still haven't seen that. It's Kelly... Chaboff, one of our friends, made me go watch it with her, and it. she warned me that it was a musical, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I just kind of cringe when people sing in conversation. It yeah. just, But it was amazing with Hugh Jackman, and that's when Anne Hathaway really, you hate her, but I think <laughs> I you, just, that's because you haven't seen this movie. The reason I haven't seen this movie. And Amanda Seyfried's in it. Oh, I do love her. Yeah. That, I'm like, super pumped for, for what's it called, part two, Mamma Mia. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. It's going to be so good. I saw Mamma Mia 1 with a bunch of, like, me and a bunch of girls and our moms. It was the cutest thing. It was really fun. My mom. Yeah, I, I saw it with my mom, too. And it's yeah. so fun. That was my first Broadway good... play in New York. Oh, wait. So no, fun. you saw it for real. Well, I saw it in New York and then with, actually, Emily Bloom and Miss Michelle. Oh, no way. Yeah. And then uh, my mom, like, Allison Bryant, Miss Sarah Lynn, Laura Faust, her mom, uh-huh. and then... Who else? Maybe Haley. Shout out to all these people. Yeah, maybe Haley and Miss Page. Um, we all went and saw it together. It was really cute. I saw it, I think, with my mom and maybe, like, my maybe my grandmother, maybe, like, an aunt or something. Right. In theaters. Yeah. Like, the movie. Oh, yeah, we went. Yeah. I wanted to sit on the second row, which now I wouldn't be caught dead doing that because it hurts my neck. Yeah, we did that the other day and it sucked. Yeah. Look what um, we do for you guys. Yeah. Sit on the second row. And then we double featured it. Okay, I'd also go throw out. We had a double feature the other day, and we saw Molly's Game, this movie, and right. Greatest Showman. And we, okay, this theater is kind of more upscale than the one we have in Athens, and so yo, we brought a pre- a premiere membership to this theater. Yeah, we did. AMC Stubbs member, you're looking at him. You're listening to him. <laughs> um, 
But so we actually paid for our double feature. Like, we're sitting in the theater. We ordered the next ticket, which I would have never done. I'm way too scared to sneak in. See, because in Athens, you can totally do it. It's not like all assigned seat, you know. I cannot do it. But this theater is like, and it'll be like noon on a Tuesday. It'll be sold out. Yeah. This theater is always busy. So you like kind of have to buy tickets. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get back to Molly's game and Molly. what shook you. Okay, this is just such a random moment, but the, when she's getting interviewed by the like the prosecuting lawyer, or not even the prosecuting, he's like the defense, or... Idris? Not him, the other lawyer, and he's like, it says right here that they were everyone was looking for Molly, they were texting all about you, and she goes... Yeah, like Molly, like the drug ecstasy. Oh my gosh, yes. And it was so awkward, and the guy, the hair lawyer, what's his name again? Idris. Idris was like, um, oh my god, dude, you're so stupid. Yeah, that was awesome. It I just was showed like, how out of I, touch with reality those lawyers can be and things like everybody that. Everybody in the theater was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's like really embarrassing. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, oh my god, where did my earring go? But yeah, that moment was just kind of like funny and sh- I don't know it was a, it's such a serious part of the movie so it was just kind of awesome when it just like pulled into that yeah I the whole movie I was wondering who so player x obviously you guys know is based on a celebrity and the oh, whole time yeah. I was trying to figure out who the celebrity is and I finally just bit the bullet and looked on wikipedia in the middle of the movie which I never but I, ha- I made an exception. Tisk tisk. Put your devices away, Caroline. No, um, but Oops, it ended so up being okay. So it was played by Michael. How do you say his name? Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah. Who I thought I was like, oh my gosh, is he playing himself? Is he the actor? I thought that too when he walked in, and I was like, no way. Yeah, but which I, that would have been really cool. Well, I didn't know how, like how factual this movie was. So like, okay, at that point, it's, I apparently, apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> but after looking it up after I watched it, uh, I'm going to say it again. Apparently, it's it's pretty true. I guess I thought, what I thought maybe they were doing is, you know, like, telling, like, a fake true story where you're like, this is based on real events, but, like, it's really not. Yeah. So I thought they were saying, like, and then Michael Sarah walked in, but, like. But he was playing but he an was actor. Playing, was it Leo? Is that who you said it was? Okay, well, it was Tobey Maguire is the main one. Like, if they had to pick one person it was based off of, it would mm-hmm. be Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they kind of conformed all the actors that came in. So, like, Leonardo DiCaprio was one of them. Ben Affleck. Um, Affleck? Ben Affleck? Affleck. Oh, my gosh. Affleck. Did I say it like that? Yeah. Um, But there's a couple other ones um, that I Googled. But also, okay, more interesting facts, just because I was nerdy and looked this up. The Cobra Lounge place, that's Mm -hmm. based on the Viper 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 Room. room. And that was owned by Johnny Depp. No way. Yeah. Do you think he was ever there? I mean, if I owned a bar, I'd I'd live there. I'd be like, drinks drinks on me. No, I'd be like, y'all can buy my drinks from my bar. Oh, yeah, I'd probably... (laughs) What else about the movie kind of drew your attention? Joe Keery. Being a rich, uh, I'm really thinking my hands up in the air dancing. When I saw him, I was like... Trust fun, Cole. Oh, my God. I. It's just, it's weird to see him not be Steve Harrington. Ugh. He popped up, and I was just like, my heart fluttered. It skipped a beat. 
I immediately thought of Kelly. Like, I want her to see this movie. <laughs> Poor Jack Fury. Literally everything on Instagram where, you know, those memes where it's like, tag your friend in their crush. Or, like, tag someone who's going to be together in 2018. I always tag him. And now, like, with Kelly... And now every time I upload a picture of my last two Instagrams, I just tag Joe Carey in it, hoping he would come across it. He's probably going to block you. I hope not. At least he would know who I am at that point. He's everything. Better to be blocked than by Joe Carey than him not know you exist. Yeah. I always say. That is true. But he literally played trust fund Cole. He was, like, totally different than... Steve. Good old babysitter Steve. Babysitter Steve. Which, can we do a Stranger Things, like, special for each episode when it comes out in 2035? That'll give us enough time. Like, the time it will take before season three comes out will give us enough time to cover season two. And, and we'll be ready when it comes. Like, we'll probably be we'll probably be doing live tours by then. Probably. <laughs> well, probably, first of all. But second of all, like, that day I'm already going to go ahead. I mean, I know it's several years in advance. I I'm taking off work, and I'm binging... Me too. ...the whole thing in a day. Yeah. That and Game of Thrones. See, I've never... Well, I've never really watched Game of Thrones. That's it. Take a lap. It's... Well, the only reason I've seen this... I don't have HBO. My, okay. Okay. So, if you want to give me your login... I will. I can give you my parents' login, because that's what I use. All right. Apparently... Actually, I think there's no limit on HBO. Like, you know how there is on Netflix... Yeah. Like, only some people can be watching it once. I don't think there is on HBO. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, you can definitely So, like, have if your it. parents are watching HBO at home, <laughs> which they're not. I don't know if they know how. Yeah, I don't think your dad should probably ever watch HBO. They'll get into Game of Thrones when we're watching it. It's gotten a lot less vulgar in the... Well, you don't know. You don't watch it. It's not quite like Spartacus. Do you know what that is? Nope. I don't really either. I just know it's really vulgar. Like, a lot of sex. You know it wasn't vulgar? Hmm. Molly's game. She got her ass beat. <laughs> there was no sex scene in Molly's game. I don't think there needed to be because... No, I don't either. I just, I, like, it's kind of surprising in today's day and age. I feel like there's always... Well, they all accused her of having an affair with these players, specifically Player X. She was like, no, I wouldn't mess with those, like... She was like, those guys suck. Yeah. Like, they're my friends, but they're the woke. Yeah. And at the end, with that lawyer that asked her about the Molly, he also was like, he really accused her of sleeping with them, and she was like, I, she laid down the law. Yeah, what did she say? Wasn't she like, I don't even have to answer that. Right. Or Idris Elba. Yeah, he was like, that's just ridiculous, it has nothing to do with the case. I'm not pointing fingers at her or anything, but when I looked her up, her and Toby Maguire would like, and I, who, Toby Maguire, who supposedly Player X was based mm-hmm. off of, there was pictures of them holding hands, like, in the paparazzi. Like, Us Weekly probably published it, but... And I'm not saying she slept with him, but... I mean, she definitely held his hand in public. I mean, but see, I kind of got that vibe either way, because she, when he betrayed her, she was super salty, which, like... Yeah, she left I town. I too, but she... Like, I kind of got the vibe... I mean, I know the movie didn't touch on this, but I definitely got the vibe that they had kind of developed a relationship, because... I mean, it even hinted in that, like, during the games, they were super chummy. Right. And trusted each other. And he got on to her, he was like, you talk to everyone else except for me. Yeah, well, when she found out that he was, like, sort of cheating, she was super upset, and I think it wasn't just because... Wait, cheating? Because, remember, he was, like, funding Bob, or whatever his name was, that sucked. Right. And, like, funneling money into the game, which meant that, like, he had, like, invested interest 
in other people winning. Right. So it's kind of like cheating. And she was super upset, which I mean, I would have been too if I was running that game. But I think it even, like, it hinged on, like, it hinted at her being personally upset yeah. also. I think, yeah. And if, if she was dating him, no judgment from us. Oh, no. Whatsoever. Definitely it has not. nothing to do with her FBI case. When did this, do you happen to know, like, when did this go down? I want to say 2013. Oh, wait, two years. Oh, bless. I don't, I don't know. know either, but one thing that just, like, popped in my mind, because um, Player X was used to base off of, like, Tobey Maguire and maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. I wondered if this was, like, at all when they were filming Gatsby. Oh, that, yeah. That would make a lot or, of sense. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that, there's just the two of them together. It's kind of... Well, Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio became really good friends when Tobey Maguire either went through that divorce or breakup, and he was, like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I could be speaking conjecture of to use a lawyer term. I literally have to Google so many of the words that you <laughs> use. Um, that's good. I'm gonna keep you keep your brain sharp. How sad was it when that 40 year old man, like H- Hiren, what was his name that Toby or Player X funded? He came into the game, and y'all remember this. Like planning his wife's surprise fortieth oh. birthday party, and then he just got drug manipulated i mean within one night had lost like 1.2 million dollars yeah never made it to his wife's thing and molly pulled him aside and was like you need to stop yeah he was like pull out like five hundred thousand dollars more and she was like no like no yeah but i guess like she can't really tell him what to do with his money right and that was all because brad the horrible player the hedge fund guy i was calling him bob yeah, yeah, it's Brad. Brad, who only wanted to play because that's how he was getting his clients, in quotation marks. Right, because he had a hedge fund, right? Yeah. Who ended up, he was the one. He so was, she, like, kind of playing them all. He seemed so stupid, but he was, he's the reason that she published the book. Yes, because she only used the names that he gave. Right, because they were already public record, because they were part of his court case. Yeah. And can you believe she, at the end, I, this was so noble of her, at the end, when they kept trying to cut all these deals and she just would not give names. She was like, I would ruin people's families. Like, that's just not who I am. Yeah. I'm well, willing to go down. I was thinking in my mind, I, I just, part of me thinks I would do that, but also I'd be like, screw y'all. Y'all all threw well, me under the bus. that's the point that, like, the lawyer makes. Like, she's so noble. I think he reminds her of this. Like, because, and she raises a good point. She's like, I have text messages on this computer of dad saying, they hate their families. They hate their kids. They don't want to come home. And she was like, that is horrible. And she kind of had daddy issues anyway. So she was like, I don't need for this, like, children to see and wives or whatever to see, like, what right. goes down in these conversations. But then, and her lawyer made such a good point. He's like, you've been dealing with this extreme court case. You've been bankrupted. Like, you've all, you're facing jail time. Where are these men now? Right. No one has stepped up to your defense. And the reason her lawyer, Idris Elba, who I mm-hmm. love, I know, believes I her is because he read all those text messages. Yeah, so he knows that these people, like, she told she him got that beat up. Bug- yeah, oh, yeah, by what? A guy who orders an apple martini. <laughs> okay, so wait, I was a little bit confused at this. Can you remind me? So she was involved in the Russian mafia and the Italian mob. But who beat her up? So her driver... It was the Italian mob, right? Her driver, when she moved to New York, was involved in... Taylor. Was his name One of the moms. Probably. And... Oh, no, that's that was the, that's the driver's name in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. 
and he's a sweet tailor. Yeah. Um, but her driver, who in in the movie, she's like, the only friend I have is my driver. Yeah. And, and he he's like, I've got a friend for you to meet. And she goes and meets with a friend, cue the apple martini, and they're like, we want to handle your bodyguards or something like that. Yeah, they wanted to, like, be a part of the game, and she was like, no thanks. Um, yeah. And at this point, her buy-in was 250K. Like, damn. 250 bucks. Did someone buy in my rent for the next eight years. Gosh. Yeah, you're a sugar daddy who's involved in this game. Just kidding. I don't want anything to do with <laughs> this game. They sound like horrible people. I'm such mind. a rule follower. This would stress me out. Well, what kills me and I, is that she got so wrapped up. She became a drug addict because, literally just to keep up with the lifestyle. Like, yeah. She was taking like Adderall oh, and cocaine to stay awake. Like, sleeping pills to fall asleep. She was... Which, apparently... I was talking to someone about this the other day. That's why a lot of... Apparently. Apparently. A lot of... Especially, like, back in, you know, several decades ago, a lot of, like, rock and roll musicians got really so into drugs because the lifestyle demands that you be up at all hours and then out at all hours and really weird stuff. And so you, you start taking drugs as, like, a necessity. Yeah. To get through the day and then you become addicted. And that's kind of what happened to her. Right. And she was just addicted to all this stuff. I don't know about you, because you get to stay up really late, like you can deal with not on a sleep. But in movies, when I see people doing all these drugs and not getting enough rest, it really stresses me out. Because no. I go to bed, like it's probably 9 o'clock right now, and I'm starting to get stressed. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, it did stress me out, especially knowing, because like I was so notorious, especially like in college and high school. No, high school, I'd be like, did you study for the Mr. Simmons? math and you'd be like oh, I'm gonna start at three in the morning and I'd be like all right yeah well yeah and I would I know that that path because I would like take an Adderall and pull an all-nighter and then you're so dead the next day and that's like one night a week or whatever but she was doing this yeah. every night this is her lifestyle yeah I mean I just I couldn't imagine and she honestly would... probably getting arrested and all this they, it, this could have saved her life what because they pulled her out of the game Getting in tr- in legal trouble. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, she was addicted to drugs, which, I mean, could have potentially led to her downfall, but also... The mob ties. The mob. I mean, well, and what's crazy to me, the, so whenever the gangster that came to her apartment and beat her up was like, you have until this afternoon or, or t- 24 hours or whatever to sign the agreement. Right. And she just, like, locked herself into her apartment, never heard back from them. Turns out their entire oh, mafia yeah. ring got, like, busted by the FBI. And she went straight back to the game two weeks later. Yeah, which is so crazy lucky for her that that, yeah. like, happened. And that, that drunk guy that was obsessed her. with her called her and was like, Molly, I would never throw you under the bus. And she didn't believe him. She was like, I'm going to be there soon. Yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah, and he was like, don't come. The cops are here. Yeah. Douglas or something. Yeah, and he was, like, in love with her. Right. I think she did. I mean, she made a lot of enemies, but she was such a nice, honest person with a lot of these guys that they... Yeah. They didn't have her back legally, but they definitely... Especially that guy, he... I mean, that was crucial that he let her know that that happened. It's such a crazy story, and I'm so happy for her, the way things turned out. And then, let's talk about her and her dad just coming full circle with three years of therapy in three years. You mean, like, in three minutes? Three minutes. Yeah. Three years... What did I just say? She's... In three years of therapy, in three years. Okay, how am I going to go? <laughs> take laps. I'll go take a lap. Um, 
Yeah, she, she's taking a lap around the ice skating rink at like 100 miles an hour. Oh, I'm sorry. I was cringing when she was speaking. She like, look out. I'm like, okay, please stop. I knew that was going to end badly. And then she... Well, like, she traded her gloves and was like, I can't afford a are, $16 pair of ice skates, but here's some Chanel $400 black like leather. $800. Ugh. And the girl was like, are you drunk? Yeah, the girl was like, I'll take them here. I mean... But I didn't know you get kicked off an ice skating ring for going too fast. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's because it, I've never. And how does she, I guess just because she can ski, she she can ice skate. Right. She's like a snow sport aficionado. Gosh. But her sweet dad at the end, we find was out. Was your dad sweet though? He was straight up. I think he was like a he was a shitty parent though. I think not even sweet. That's a wrong word. But he came full circle. He did come full circle. With Basically, he asked her three questions. Why do you... I wrote this down somewhere. Hold on. Well, what I thought, too, while you're pulling that up, is what was interesting is that he admitted to her when she was like, you don't like me. And he was like, that's absurd. Like, I'm your father. I love you. And she's like, yeah, but you didn't like me. And he finally admits he's like, you didn't know this at the time, but, like, you basically caught me having an affair. Yeah. And so I felt... He, like, like, played into her subconscious that she didn't know. Yeah, and she didn't really, because she was like a little kid, and she had seen something that she shouldn't have seen, but didn't really know. She didn't connect the dots. Yeah, but so ever since then, he like knew that she knew, oh yeah, because every birthday, he would interview the kids, and he asked her. In the beginning, they played the 14th birthday clip, and he asked, who are your heroes? She was like, I don't have any, and he was like, what do you see for your future? And she's like, well, love and marriage aren't real, so... And he said that's when he knew. He was like, I knew that you knew subconsciously that I was cheating on your mom. Some crazy psychology right there. Yeah. It makes me, like, want to go get a psych degree. Psych. And she was like, why do you like my brothers more than me? Because they're dumb. Well, because they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. Also, both of her brothers have J names, and both of my brothers have J names. Am I about to be an Olympic athlete? So basically, you're an <laughs> Olympic athlete that starts a poker ring. Y'all can call me the Poker Princess now. Poker Princess. Caroline Colby never played a day in her life. Actually, I really love Blackjack. Like, I'm I'm very good at it. I'm I played it in Spain. Gin um, Rummy player. Oh, me and my mom play I that all the gin. time. We played I, it at our house in Maine. Like, that's all we would do when it would rain. When we, my, like, mom's dad's side of the family, all we do when we have family reunions, we have, like, gin tournaments. Oh, nice. And one time my dad won, and he won this pair of boxers that was, like, Michelangelo's David's bottom half. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, like you, you got my catch Oh, my oh no, like ew. Like wiener. Okay, I could have done without that. Yeah, my dad wore them around, so. Oh. Anyway. That's a fun family vacation. That is a fun family, pea family vacation. So, she ends up not taking the deal, writing a book, and she's out. Well, and the judge is like. Oh, you- wait, it's a really sweet ending. Yeah, he's like, I mean, I don't think any court in this world could find you guilty. He or said he, Wall Street. He was like, walk walk half a mile down Wall Street. You'll find people who have committed worse crimes by new, by lunchtime than you will have in, like, two years. Yep. And that's because at the beginning, Idris was like, you've got a good judge. And yeah, she he did. Yeah, like, he's a good person. Yeah. I thought, this makes me want to go look into the case more and, like, maybe read her book and be like... Because I wonder what the judge actually said. Yeah. Like, if they actually said that thing about Wall Street. Meanwhile, I just Googled, like, did she actually look up food and poker music? And she did. I mean, you know, when she sat down and she was like... At least you Googled something. 
I kind of came true. into this ill-prepared. I rely on Caroline to provide, like, the meat of the conversation, and then I just garnish it. It's okay. You end up sounding smarter than I do anyways, so <laughs> it's fine. But what do you... What's your sour grape score? Okay. My sour grape score, I'm going to give it a 73. That's a good score. You know, because... And this might be a little generous, but I really... It's so hard because you know how, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's... There's, like, the audience score, which for, like, a trash movie, the audience score will be, like, 100, and the critic score will be, like, 20. Right. But then for, like, a really intellectual movie, it'll be, like, 100 on the critic score and then, like, 50 on Rotten Tomatoes or right. on the audience score because they don't get it. Well, this so is just me, an Emily like Key score. Yeah. yeah. I would give it, like, a... I would go to 70, I guess, I should right. say, because it was good. It wasn't great, but right. it was definitely entertaining, and it made you think... Right. You kept you on your toes, and you left wanting to talk about it. Right. Like, I was anxious to hear your opinion on it. And you left being really impressed by, like, a human being that you had known nothing about Right, previously. and I feel like I learned something. Right. I'm with you there. And I love a good, I mean, I, I this isn't really, like, a biopic. I mean, I guess it is a biopic, but when you watch a movie about someone's life that you didn't really know anything about, like, a historical thing that happened. Right. And you, That's and true. Like, yeah, and you're like, wow, I just, I learned something. And you kind of, I felt a little bad. I'm like, wow, she's done all this, and all I have to say for my name is a college degree. <laughs> and a podcast. And a very prestigious you podcast. You are now the co-host of the world's greatest podcast. We love other podcasts, too, but, like, yeah, we think this is on the way to something great. Yeah, this is, it's on the up and up. We've definitely been inspired by the many amazing great podcasters that have come before us. Right. Well... Back well. to me. I think my Rotten <laughs> Tomato score... Sour Grapes. Sour Grapes would be... Okay, I would give it an 80. Okay. But then I'm going to subtract two points because they didn't talk enough about the two hot brothers. Oh, that's a good idea. So I'm going to give it a 78. And kind of for the reasons you said, I went into it with low expectations mm-hmm. and went in there and was really impressed by Molly as a human being and the way... Jessica Chastain just blew me away. Right. I loved yeah, I liked the cast. Yeah, Michael Sarah and Idris Elba. Um, and Steve Harrington was in it. I think I was pleasantly surprised by all these actors and actresses I knew. And there was a lot of like great cameos. Right. And I think the director, um, what's the director's name? I wrote this down. Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he also wrote The Social Network and yeah. Steve Jobs and Moneyball. So I really liked his vibe, and I was unexpected by I didn't know. He does. I've that. one thing I've noticed now that you mentioned, like remind me of the works that he's done. He, I've noticed this common thing that he does in a lot of his movies, where he kind of he picks like an intellectually hard to grasp topic, but then he like breaks it down for you in ways you understand. But it's it's not dumbing it down. Right. That's a really good like, point. I because I can remember watching the Social Network, and obviously that story. It's kind of more intellectual than you'd really realize because, you know, he's so And it's so complex. Right. right. But he keeps it complex and shows you the complexity of it, but he definitely breaks it down so you, like, understand the story. And he starts, he does this too, it, like, in Medium Rays, like, he'll drop in right in the middle of an action. Like, in Social Network, he drops in in the middle of their, you know, court, or their, you know, the meetings they have about the legal right. ramifications of, of Facebook. On this one, they literally drop in with her getting arrested by the FBI. Right. And then it's like, skirt, hold up, here's the backstory. Right, and it's more of like a not... They don't over-dramatize it. 
it's just like, um, as a matter of fact, this happened, but like, it's badass. Right. Well, and I think his storytelling style is so interesting because he jumps around a lot, like back and forth in time, but somehow he does it in a way that feels cohesive because you're never like, shoot, where are we again? Right. Like, he brings things back. He as ties everything relevant. together with a nice bow at the end. It so is. You, yeah, you leave. That movie is like. Like you leave feeling smarter than when you walked in, and you feel well-educated about right. what he had. You feel like you know his story. You you really do. It's kind of like that Instagram account. I forget what it's called, but it's, like, satisfying videos, where it's, like, you watch things that are, like, super satisfying. To me, I left Mo- Molly's game feeling super satisfied. Yeah. Like, I learned something. It wrapped up nicely, but not in a really, you know, kind of trite, fairy tale kind right. of way. It, it just wrapped up. It was such a well-thought-out story arc and I think that he's he's kind of a master of that that yeah. he really Aaron Sorkin and... you can if Emily and I ever make it anywhere or go through a tough time like you have all rights to narrate our lives right yeah we have a lot of interesting stories to tell we do we're not gonna spill them all right here but like if you wanna know talk to us yeah if you guys wanna maybe later you'll hear yeah about okay. our wild high school days let's not let's do goat and woat Goat and woat of the movie. You go. My goat would have to be, and I keep I said his name throughout this podcast, but Idris Elba, the lawyer he plays. What's his the lawyer's actual name? Do we know? I can tell you. Of course you can. But Charlie Jaffe, which isn't based on an actual character in the movie. Her Jim Walden was her criminal attorney. Mm-hmm. But he did vouch for her 250k. Like that was true. Right. But this character, eh, he wasn't. And probably the stuff with his daughter and stuff is probably dramatized. Right. He wasn't an actual. They really played that up. But I love, even though he wasn't a real character in Molly's real story, I do like. He was her kind of encourager throughout this whole film. Well, he grew too, which I think, is kind of a. That trope can be overdone in movies, like, where everybody learns a lesson and it all ties back. But, like, right. for each of these characters, it wrapped up nicely, like you said, but it wasn't in a super obvious way. Like, yes. I think for him, it kind of developed a little bit of his relationship with his daughter and his understanding of her. You know, yes, because his daughter saw Molly as an idol. Right. And he, his daughter was a super intellectual, very bright little girl, and he held her to, like... He read The Crucible for fun. Yeah, like, extreme. She was, like, 13, and he already had her, like, taking an LSAT. Like, she was so bright. He he assigned her, like, extra homework. And I think having her look up to someone who, initially, I think he kind of viewed as kind of a fuck-up. Right. Made him be like, you know what? Idols and role models can come in all kind of shapes and sizes. Right. And he, I think that his daughter's attraction to Molly really made him appreciate her better and that's, really stand up for her in the end. Right, and that's a really good point. And I think... As a whole, he was just a good... I'm always a sucker for, like, a good moral compass. Yeah. And I think he saw the good in Molly. Like, you never for a second thought that he was going to betray her. Yes. You always knew he was going to have her back. He's just a loyal... Loyal guy. So he's your goat. He's your woat. My woat is... Well, you do your goat first. Okay. I'm going to have to go with my goat being Molly herself. I like that. Molly or Jessica Chastain? You can do both. Both. Well, okay, so I don't know the real Molly, personally. Like, I know Jessica Chastain, personally. <laughs> um, but I think that she was such a strong character, and she really kind of came from... I was just impressed by her story. You know, she 
she put off law school for a year and like moved out to LA. Yeah, we never her, talked about that. Well, her parents were like, or her dad, I should say, because her mom was nice and her dad was a dick, kind of. But he, she was like, he was like, if you move out to LA, I'm cutting you off financially. Like I won't help you at all. You'll have to find a job. And she was like, fine, whatever. Like I want to go. She went left with seventeen hundred, one thousand seven hundred dollars to go to LA. Her, like extreme. I should preface this. It's not like she took time off after college and was like, I'm going to go fuck around for a year. She had gotten like extremely life-threatening ski accident, missed the Olympic trials, was in the hospital for weeks, and then was like, I'm going to postpone law school for a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, fine. Like, arrivederci, see you never. And she was like, okay, bye. And moved to L.A. by herself. And, Became like, a cocktail waitress. Yeah. And then ended up working this kind of like ex- like administrative assistant job by day and then being this game player by night through this job and just kind of hustled like she hustled hard for her lifestyle and then when she realized what was lucrative she was like well shoot I'm gonna take this and run with it and she was so smart it was really inspirational to see her just like take opportunities on the flies they came to her and like she right. really thought on her feet when she got fired and the assistant asked for the numbers of the the players in the game she was like oh yeah I'll text them to you texted a bunch of random numbers kept the numbers to herself right texted them planned her own game running out of the room at the four seasons decked yeah, out the she did. table like shit heck yeah I mean she just was so on it I was I think like, okay I left and I was like I want to be more like Molly nice so she's my goat for the week I like it you really you really just did her a number there Molly Molly if you're listening she's probably just blushing Molly if you're listening like I'm a huge fan okay my goat you mean your goat I mean my woe. Oh, woat. Whoa, 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 woat. Whoa, 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 is her driver. She, oh, my God. He was her person to lean on, and he totally turned on her and got her beat up. It's someone she trusted in her lowest point, mm-hmm. and he turned on her. And I have, like, no, I hope really bad things. Whoever her driver is in real life, like, I'm not even going to say it because it's bad, but, like, I wish really awful things on him in the future and his family. I wonder, like, what his deal is now. I don't know, but if my Uber driver ever tried to pull that with me. Yeah, well, this is just, like, think of someone in your life who's kind of, like, an accessory. Like, they're not, like, a constant thing. I mean, they are a constant thing, but they're not, like, necessarily, like, your friend. But, I mean, she, that's the only friend she had in New York. Like, actual friend. She moved there, didn't know anybody, and then she had her players, but she kind of kept a professional distance from them. This guy got her home every night. Someone she trusted. Her. Oh, and then the guy at the hotel who let the guy in. The oh, that was mastermind in, And then she left for good and was like, oh, I'm going to butcher this. But she was like, here's this in case I didn't tip you enough. Like, yeah, stab at him. She, he, he was like, a package came for you. And she was like, oh, please just like send it up when you get it. She doesn't leave her apartment for like two and a half weeks. And he's like damn, I haven't seen you for two and a half weeks. And she's like, yeah, you yeah, might have known you. that I almost got murdered if you had maybe come up in two and a half weeks to make sure I was still alive. But, you know, maybe I didn't tip you enough. Oh, see, I took that as he was the one who let the guy in because obviously oh. she didn't have a package, or did she? I don't, well, I don't know. Now that you said that, I'm kind of second-guessing myself. Either way, like, this is your hotel, and this is, or not I even a hotel, apartment. It. This is a nice apartment. You need to take care of I took people. it as, like, but you might be right. I t- initially took it as laziness. Like, he, like, didn't, he didn't care enough about her to even realize, like, she hadn't come down in two and a half weeks. Oh. I took and it he as he let up that. And maybe he did. Maybe he was, like, in cahoots with him. I don't know. But if you're the driver or that 
apartment <laughs> bellhopper. We're coming after you. Actually, no, we're not. We don't attack us. <laughs> yeah, we live in um, Philadelphia. Yeah, go Eagles. Go Eagles. Go Patriots. Well, um, um, next episode we have is... Wait, I have to Oh, do wait, you vote. have to do your vote. Okay, well, that's a hard vote to follow because those are clearly the votes of the entire movie. Right. So, if I was to do, like, a different vote, I mean... It, okay, I kind of think, like, her initial boss... Dean? Dean, yeah. Ick, Poor People Bagel? Yeah, Poor People Bagel, which we now know he actually said something way... Worse than Poor People Bagel. Right. Like... We're not even going to say it. We're not going to go... You've seen the movie. Yeah, you know. He was, like, really... Out of line. Out of line, rude... And that's true. I looked that up. a horrible person. And so cruel to Molly. Made her work. He... She was working, like, a 40-hour work week during the day and then working separately for him at night. And he was paying her, like, minimum wage, making her do... Well, he got... She got paid $450 a week. And he was going to, he was like... Which that is, like, minimum wage, right? If you're working for, okay, maybe a little bit more than minimum wage, but not a lot. Like, right. especially not by L.A., like, cost right. of living standards. Like, $450 a week, that's not that much to, like, for L.A. rent or whatever. And considering she was doing, like, all kinds of stuff for him. Right. And once she was working the game, she didn't really need the money anymore, and he was like, yeah, well, you can't quit or you can't do the game anymore. So... I mean, your votes are obviously the actual votes, but he's, like, third on the list. Yeah, as in someone who really knew Molly, he was... And then just, like, fired out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, he was like, I'm gonna only pay you for the game. Oh, yeah. He, oh, that's... He was like, you have thing. to work for me, and I'm only gonna pay you for the game. So, yeah, he was like, I'm not working all week for you. Week. That's what it was. It wasn't even that she wasn't making a lot at her 9 to 5. It was that he was gonna stop paying her for those hours. Like, she was gonna work a 9 to 5, and he wasn't gonna pay her a dime. Yep. 75%. 75%. So then, okay. So I guess that kind of wraps up Molly's game. Overall, I think... Um, <laughs> Next time, let's not end on woads. Because I'm just kind of... Like, I'm we're both looking down, like... Gosh. I'm picking apart my dumbbell and driver, bellhopper. God, life is a woad. Can't trust anyone. But we're about to do Greatest Showman. Yeah. Which, so stick around. I'm excited to talk about because I think we kind of had different takeaways from that. So, yeah. get ready to brawl. So, guys, stay tuned and we'll post this right after. But, yeah, check us out on our next episode of Cine Vino. Yep. Thanks, y'all. Bye. <laughs>